This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at RGS Construction. Uh, RGS Exteriors will improve the curb appeal uh, for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors along with Soffit, Fascia, and Rain Gutters. Check them out at RGS Utah Siding. Dot com. We've got some great news. Harvey Nga is going to join the show at 545. Gordon, the new running backs coach for BYU. Harvey getting a bit of a promotion. He's going to jump on the show at a quarter to six. That'll be fun. Yeah, we'll look forward to talking with Harvey. He's obviously uh, one of the all-time great running backs down at BYU who will now be uh, – and he's been working as a grad assistant for a, a while down there. So he'll have an opportunity to talk to us about what BYU football will look like moving forward. All right, uh, let's now, uh, Gordon, we're going to revisit a conversation uh, that took place on the station this morning. PK had a, had a chance to talk to Jim Olson, who's president of Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment, and also uh, president of the Utah Jazz. And uh, he came on. This was a really good conversation. We want to play it in its entirety. But uh, Jim, uh, providing a voice from the jazz sort of things, or this, excuse me, the jazz side of things this morning with Patrick Kinahan. Thanks for joining us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. I am PK. We're back on the air after not being back on. So grateful to be back. Joining me now, uh, the president of the Jazz and Sports Entertainment, and that is Jim Olson. Uh, we've been in this business for a long time, Jim, and you know I don't know that I can remember a crazier time. You know, PK, I can't either. Uh, you know, you, it starts with the coronavirus, and then all of a sudden yesterday morning, uh, everyone's getting ready to figure out their day, and we, we get shook with an earthquake. It, uh, it has definitely been interesting times. Yeah, <laughs> and there's so much to talk to you about. Thanks for coming in. Uh, just from the, you know, the, mo- the most, I think the most, not necessarily interesting, but the one that has the most fan interest obviously in our community, is and always will be the Jazz and relative to the NBA. So what can you tell us about what you know, because you've been involved in numerous conference calls and all this stuff, about what's going on in the NBA as far as we know that it is a postponement, but what the immediate future holds and the long-range future, I guess. And I know you don't have any specific answers, but pretty much what do you know? Well, PK, I have one specific answer, and that is we're going to be playing basketball games again. Uh, I don't know when, but I know that we will. (laughs) Uh, We're going to have concerts in this venue. We're going to have conventions in this venue. And we're sitting in the venue right now. The radio station is going to keep broadcasting from this venue. So, you know, there there is going to be an end to this. And, uh, you know, we don't know exactly what the timeline is going to be. We can speculate, but but to your point, you know, since this thing broke a, a week or so ago, you know, I got it. I got to tell you, there have been relentless efforts from everybody, starting with Gail Miller and the Miller family, to uh, the leadership team, Steve Starks, uh, the presence of uh, the Larry H. Miller Group of companies, uh, leading out on all of the companies with Larry Miller Group, uh, to the leadership team within sports entertainment. Uh, it has been nonstop around the clock 
back, uh, trying to figure out uh, what what uh, what lay, what lies ahead. You know, it, it's interesting if I could just share for a minute. You know, when this whole thing broke, I mean, it really broke uh, with the Utah Jazz and and Rudy being the first player that was uh, diagnosed with uh, with the uh, coronavirus. You know, because of that, you know, we spent the first day and a half figuring out how to get our team home from Oklahoma City. Yeah, and, and that not, was crazy unto itself. Yeah, not only get them home, but get them home safely. Get them home without putting others in danger. And you know, we're we're so grateful for the uh, the doctors, the the health officials, uh, many other people that stepped up. Government agency, uh, Spencer Cox, who has uh, been leading the uh, governor's task force on on COVID nineteen. So many people stepped up to to help ensure the safety of, of our players, and and then once we got them home, uh, making sure that uh, they they were they were quarantined and in a safe environment. So while many others were were able to focus on other issues, we we spent our first day and a half, two days, maybe even three days, focusing on that. So the players returned, and are they still under quarantine? They are. They're still self-quarantined, and we have daily contact with them. Uh, we have people on the basketball ops side that are in contact, making sure they're okay, that they have food, and, and that they're not showing any symptoms, and uh, uh, they're taking very good care of the players. So there is a communication from just the well-being standpoint. <clears throat> How's it being handled as far as any terms of uh, – basketball uh, skill development conditioning or is that just all on hold now that's all on hold uh, the health of, of our players is has been uh, a top priority and you know it, I, I want to say this too the health of all of our employees has been a top priority uh, we were able uh, the fact that we're sitting here in this studio today we we're able, able to get this space sanitized but we've been sanitizing the, the entire arena the the practice facility the office space over at the practice facility uh, you know the health and safety of our employees has been our number one employee, or excuse me, our number one priority concern. Yeah. concern. And, and that that's from our players to, to every employee that we have. There's so much going on in the world as far as potential loss of, of income and who knows what that entails it's because jobs are serious stuff. And you, you just can't take it lightly. And anytime anybody gets laid off, I don't care who it is, you know, you feel it for them. And you speak of all these employees that you've got going on. I mean, the Miller Corporation employs over 10,000 folks, right? I mean, that's just an enormous number. Uh, so here locally, in terms of your charge, what is being done to help and protect them? Well, you're exactly right. If, if, if I could just share this thought first, and then I'll get to, get to your question. But uh, I can't tell you how many times I've thought over this last week. Yeah, um, Gail Miller often talks about enriching lives. And, and uh, she and, and uh, Larry and the family, you know, that was, that was something that was important to them from the very beginning. And one of the ways that they've been able to enrich, enrich lives and, and enrich a community has been by providing jobs. And you mentioned 10,000. We're, we're up almost to 11,000 employees in the Larry Miller group of companies. And it has always been a priority of, of the Miller family to provide jobs in the community where they are and so uh, it's just such a huge priority and so since that that's a priority from the top uh, in our organization uh, we've been in regular contact we, we are reaching out to every employee uh, we've already reached out to every employee uh, there's been 
email communication, conference calls, one-on-one phone calls, making sure people are safe, making sure people aren't experiencing any symptoms of the illness. Um, we are we are focused on developing both long-term and short-term plans to try to protect our employees the best that uh, the best that we can. I can tell you uh, those those uh, discussions are still in the works right now, uh, but but there is an enormous commitment to protect our employees. Uh, you know, I, I've got to mention along those lines, we were so grateful for Rudy's contribution of two hundred thousand dollars to our part-time employees. Uh, we're excited uh, to get that distributed to those employees. Uh, you know. Know, there are some timing issues. He made that announcement a couple of days ago, and and fortunately, you know, here at the arena, we just had nine events in nine days right before this whole thing broke, and and so uh, most of our employees were able to work a lot of events, more events than they would in, in a particular time period like that, and they worked a lot of events, and and that pay period is coming up right now, and we're processing those paychecks, and and then uh, following after we get those paychecks processed, we're gonna we're gonna work on making sure. Uh, that 100% of, of Rudy's donation will go to to the part-time employees that that put on you know game night here at the at the Utah Jazz. So those folks who come in, they are basically contracted on a per event basis. Is that how yeah, it works? They're, uh, no, they're they're hourly employees. So uh, you know they're they're employees of the organization, and they they come in and work an event. They have an opportunity to sign up to work the event. They they don't work every single oh, okay. event. They they you know they we we try to have a minimum just so we can manage the staff of of how often you have to work to so once again we can manage the right employee population. But uh, you know they sign up for events, and and uh, we're going to make sure once again within a very short period of time that that uh, that donation of Rudy one hundred percent of it gets, gets yeah. out to those employees. And, and this was unbeknownst to me, but I guess there was some discussion that the money wasn't going to them, but you're telling me that it is. I'm telling you uh, that uh, 100% of the $200,000 that Rudy donated will go to those part-time employees. Uh, you know, there, there's there's the discussion of how to, how it best gets d- divided up and and uh, how it gets dispersed, And uh, but that's a huge priority, and, and we're going to have that uh, wrapped up here in the next couple of days. So when you listen and when I listen to Adam Silver do his interview, you know, he's a man of you don't get to that stature unless you've had great accomplishment in your your personal and your professional life. And as I'm listening to him speak, he speaks of the 30 days that he originally put out there. But then he says that, OK, this is just basically a guideline. I just put that out there to give people some idea. It's not. It's not a deadline of any sort. It's an idea. And as I come away listening to him speak is that he doesn't really know specifically what is out there for sure that he can say, we're going to go down this path. We're going to go down that path. Since we're in such uncharted territory here uh, in in the world, literally, uh, from a from an NBA standpoint and from a franchise standpoint, how much concern is there over the fear of the unknown? Well, I think that's something that we're trying to uh, we're trying to combat. 
um, you know, there is unknown, but but I don't want to call it fear. Okay. Um, what we're doing is we are focusing with, to your point, it was a great point, uh, we're focusing with the great leadership of Adam Silver, the great leadership of Gail Miller in this community. We are focusing on every single possibility and scenario that could roll out in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we know this is going to end. We know we're going to play back basketball again. We know we're going to have great concerts, great shows, other great events. And so what is that scenario? If for some great uh, opportunity that happens in 30 days, we will be ready to open up these doors and and uh, put on all the events that we do. If it's 60 days, we'll be ready 90 days. Uh, you know, we there have been a lot of calls with experts and, and people are trying to, you know, guess how long this, this thing's going to go. I'm going to stay away from that. But what I'm going to tell you is, is uh, we, every waking a moment, we are considering scenarios to make sure we're in the best position for when those doors open. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. You're preparing for stuff to happen that might not happen, but yet you still have to be prepared for it, no matter if it happens or not. That's kind of a crazy uh, agenda each day, basically, as you guys come to work. You know, I I, I probably shouldn't use this as, a, as an example, but quite frankly, it's a really good example. You know, we've experienced lockouts before. Yeah. And you know, a lockout can end any day. Right. And boy, the minute that lockout ends, we're in business. And so we've got people that are experienced and understand that scenario. We are so fortunate to have the employee base that we have. Many of them are working from home right now, uh, but, but their commitment to continue to do their jobs and figure out new ways. We're getting innovative. We're figuring out new ways to to connect with our fans. Uh, we're figuring out new products that we're going to be able to roll out. So it's it's given us a chance to get innovative and uh, allow our employees to to maybe do some of the things that you wouldn't normally have time to do in a normal business environment. And uh, from from every employee throughout the whole company, the, we are committed to making sure that the day this thing uh, ends, we're ready to go. Now, one of the things that Adam Silver discussed possibly is that as you're looking at this and pretty much everything and anything is on the table for discussion. I think he even said that. If you have ideas, let me know if I remember correctly uh, basically saying that. Uh, And there's been talk of considering uh, an adjustment of the calendar on a permanent basis. Is that something that the Jazz have thought about, and do they have an opinion on it? Well, I will tell you that, uh, yes, it's something that the Jazz have thought about. Once again, just back to uh, the thought that we are considering every scenario, every possibility. we're not prepared to, to share an opinion on it right now, but I will tell you, uh, with everything else, those discussions are, are being had. So last week, the governor spoke, and you talk about Spencer Cox and had some other folks listening. And I was actually driving back from Vegas because I was down there for conference basketball, and so I'm listening to it as I'm literally driving home. And I noticed that they have Steve Starks there, and I thought, that's interesting to have a – uh, a, who we would recognize as a sports person. I mean, I know he has other duties beyond that, but we'd recognize him as a sports person. But then I'm thinking, well, the Jazz are such a focal point of the community to where, in a lot of ways, that 
if this arena got open and things got back to normal, it's almost like the jazz would set the tone for the rest of the community. Uh, do you feel that way in terms of management uh, being so involved in this community that you are a leader in terms of things have happened that need to happen? And what I mean by that, have you reached out to businesses and, and clients and all that type of stuff? And what type of discussions have been going on there? You know, that's a great question, PK, and I'm going to answer it in two parts. One, yes, you know, the Jazz are a focal point of this community, and we have, a, we have an absolute responsibility to lead out. And uh, we're, we're taking that responsibility seriously from everything, from our employees to our fans, uh, patrons, everyone that we do, our vendors, everyone that we do work with. And, and we are committed to leading out and, and helping to be, you know, a positive force in getting through this. Secondly, to your point, you know, Steve Starks is running uh, one of the biggest companies in this business right now, or excuse me, in this community right now. When you take into consideration our dealerships, uh, finance company, real estate company, you know, everything. And uh, there has been a great coordination from the governor's office to pull in the business leaders uh, that have the ability. And, and I want to I want to express something and, and hope, hopefully I do it in a clear manner. But we have an opportunity right now. We have to be safe and, and we have to be very careful about putting people in a situation where they can work in a safe environment. But when that can happen, it is so important to keep that going during this phase. You're here working today. We've got engineers, you know, helping helping the show run. Uh, we've got, I walked in downstairs, the sanitizing crew, you know, they're still, you know, cleaning up some of the areas. We, and I say we, I'm just saying the, the businesses of this community have a great opportunity to do everything they can to keep things going as much as possible in a safe environment. And and once again, it's Steve Starks as the leader of the, the Larry Miller group of companies. He's been involved in those conversations, and we're committed to, to play a, a positive role in doing that. So as one by one things close, the, the, the NBA season stopped, NCAA tournament canceled, that didn't. I mean, I mean, it had an effect on us because we had two teams that were going to play in there, and then it gets more to the local level, and it's like it, it, it's it's like a blow. Okay, the gyms are being closed. Oh, the restaurants are being closed. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You follow along, and then we hear that the theaters are being closed. Oh no! And it's like it's our lives that we know. Uh, they're being taken away from us. I'm not judging whether it should be or shouldn't be. I'm just saying that's the reaction. And you see the emails. Oh, no, the theaters now. And the theaters are such a form of entertainment that everybody uses. And whether you're a sports fan or not, how much angst and deliberation went into that to make that decision? You know, uh, you're probably going to get me uh, to be a little emotional right now. Yesterday was a tough day. Uh, we were we were holding on to the theaters as as one of those things that was still providing that opportunity right. for people to escape. Um, you know, uh, for better or for worse, we were the last man standing as far as being open, and and we sh we just decided that after discussions with with national theater organizations as well as local groups, that it was the right thing to do. It, it was a hard day, but but I've got to mention um, when we talked to the theater staff yesterday and went through this whole process. 
process to see their energy and their excitement to figure out, you know, when those theaters open back up, they're going to be opened up as if they're being opened up for the first time. That We're going to be able to get some work done and some things updated and, and new ideas of how to engage and create a better experience at the theater. And so um, while it was a tough, tough day yesterday, I got to tell you, there's still a passion and an energy to make sure uh, that those things open up. We, we've learned that when, when you come out of difficult times like this, theaters are actually one of the first thing to bounce back because it's a quick, fun, yeah, yeah. great form of entertainment. So we're going to be ready for that. And so you speak of uh, some national discussion. Uh, how much at the company level, you've already spoken with the with the locals, and we know you've been involved, obviously, with the political leaders, but in terms of when decisions are made now, and it's basically shut down, uh, how much discussion are you involved in on a national level to know that we're not operating isolating here we're just doing what everybody else is doing and so you're prepared as you go forward to match what is out there and what is viewed as acceptable from a national level yeah the the one thing i would say is that there hasn't been a single decision made in a vacuum throughout this process with our organization every decision has been in conjunction with discussions through the nba discussions with other major uh, arenas throughout the country, uh, health uh, organizations and uh, doctors and experts in the field. And so, you know, uh, we as a company, we, we, we often say, you know, it's not important to be first, it's important to be right. And so maybe sometimes, you know, like the theaters, it probably took us a day or two to close before some of the others and some of these other decisions we're making. We want to be right. And so everything we're doing, we're consulting, as I mentioned, with the MBA and the other businesses that we're associated with. And when we make a decision, it's the right decision. So as far as, and probably the thing that has the most interest is the NBA, because we're all fans of the jazz to one degree or another. And we're, you know, in our case, it's so important to our jobs. Uh, as the days go forward and there is monitoring and discussion and all that, how will it come about in terms of whenever it is, because you say we will, we will have basketball again, when we reach that decision of when it's time to return, how does that decision get made and who's involved? Because I, I just don't think it's Adam Silver calling up everybody. Okay, we're going on the 25th <laughs> or whatever. How's that work? Yeah, well, there there have been and there will continue to be regular phone calls uh, with NBA Board of Governors, NBA presidents, uh, phone calls at other department levels from ticket sales to corporate partners to arenas and operational needs at the arenas. And I will tell you that uh, every aspect of the business will have a voice and in, in when they are ready and, and when it's the right time. And uh, once again, you know, history has shown that Adam Silver knows how to bring people together, and the decision will be collaborative, and it will be right. Would it be a vote? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not aware exactly if it would be that. I, I think, the, you know, my thought that it'll be very clear to everybody when the time is right. And, and we're, we're going to be anxious and we're going to be excited. But at the same time, it, it's got to be right from a safety standpoint. Yeah. Uh, everyone's going to know when the time's right. And so how much time would you need from the time that, okay, we think we can go before the time that it actually you do go? 
Well, I mean, simply from an operational standpoint, we would be ready within days. Uh, but there's more to it than that. There's communication. Uh, you got to look at team issues and travel for teams and you know, getting that travel scheduled. Uh, I'm going off of memory, but it seems like in, in our last lockout, was it maybe seven to nine days somewhere? You know, it, it turned around quick, but uh, you know, a week to two weeks and uh, things, will, things could get rolling. It, it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're... Are we two years or three years removed from the coming up on two or three years from the building renovated during that We're in summer? our third season okay. with the renovation. Right. Yeah. And it it seems like since then, we're in here every day, obviously, and it seems like since the renovation, am I accurate in saying there's been way more activities and events than before? <laughs> you're, you're absolutely accurate. Uh, this, re- this renovation has been one of the greatest things uh, that we've done as an organization. We've gone, I'll, I'll throw you the numbers, we've, we've gone from an average of 12 to 14 concerts a year to over 30 okay. concerts I a year. I thought so. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and not only just concerts, big shows. Right. Uh, we, we, we're now, in the concert industry, there's, there's a term that's used, must play. If you're a must-play market, and you know this renovation turned us into a must-play market. Oh, shows want to come play this venue, and uh, so our shows have almost tripled, and we're getting the big shows. Yeah, yeah, Las Vegas North. Here we come. You know, and, and, and if I could just mention that, you know. All of the shows that we had scheduled for March and April, they haven't been canceled. They've been postponed. That's what I was going to lead to. Yeah. I got an email last night uh, from John Kimball and Mark Powell, who run the arena from uh, the event standpoint, and and uh, we already have dates for every one of those okay, shows. Okay, exactly now, what I'm going to. They haven't been announced yet because there's some there's some uh, scheduling conflicts with, not conflicts, but scheduling issues in other markets that everybody's working on. But I will tell you, every single one of them have one or two dates that are being held to make sure those get rescheduled. I, I don't think we're going to lose a show. That's Yeah, that's exactly what was my question, because it's not just the ball club to hear him play games, yeah. but it's all this other stuff that people come down here for. I mean, this is obviously the place where I would imagine, I mean, I know football stadiums hold a bunch, but in terms of overall attendance in a to Z in events. This building has got to be far and away the lead in this uh, in this community. Yeah, I mean we have a hundred events a year, you know, including the jazz games. You know, forty plus with playoffs when we have those, and fifty about events of you know other types of events. It's a hundred nights. That's one out of almost every three nights of the right. year that we're running. Okay. Uh, before we get out of here, anything that I didn't ask that you want to say? No, but I want to check in. Are you doing okay? How, how are you and your family? Uh, as far as we're going, uh, as far as we know, we're okay. And uh, <laughs> my wife's a school teacher, and this is a funky time, obviously. And I've got a ninth grader and a, another one in college. And and uh, and I think that uh, from from just the average citizen, there is there is a sense of of just the unknown is is okay i got this and now we've settled into this pattern it's not great yeah could be worse it's not great but what else is out there yeah you know are you are we gonna have to do something else you know it's the possibilities scare you a little bit and and i think the fear of the unknown is what's ahead if if we just had to deal with this and this is the way it is for x amount of time I think, at least from my perspective, from our family, we've settled into this. Right. You know, instead of going to the gym, I'm now going to the park in the afternoon and I'm walking around. All right. I can live with that. Yeah. But what's next? If there is anything next. And I think that 
maybe I don't know that I speak for anybody, but I speak for my little family, and that's what we're concerned about. And uh, one of the things that I think that you really, really realize is that, man, whatever your routine is, that's a good routine to have. And it's been, at least in my case, getting up, coming to work, and now going home. You know, I'd go home and take a nap, go to the gym, and then this time of year, I go to spring practice. Right. And then I come home, and I'm watching the ball game, and I'm taking notes and all that. Yeah. Well, now I was like, well, what the heck am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to be doing that routine. I want to be doing it. Desperate. I want I want to go to spring ball this afternoon. Yeah. I want to see which Utah quarterback is going to throw interceptions against the Sun Devils next fall. You know what I mean? I want to know that. <laughs> well, listen, hey, all I know is you got to stay safe, you got to stay you got to you know stay healthy, but uh, we we all can pitch in, find a way to serve your neighbor, find a way to look out for someone in need, give a little bit to those that need, and uh, this is a community that prepares for times like this, and we've seen incredible things going on in this community. All right, that was Jim Olson, president of the Utah Jazz, also president of Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment. And uh, Gordon, a lot of good information there coming from Jim. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is just uncharted territory. I know we're, we're using that term a lot, but, you know, they're kind of figuring out how to deal with this as, as we go. No doubt, just like we all are, like you said. And uh, it was good to hear Jim talk about uh, safety first uh, and, and keeping employees healthy and uh, just taking care of business the best uh, all of us can as we uh, navigate through uh, all the uh, the difficulty. Speaking of that, joining us now is our friend Tom from The Warehouse. Two locations still serving you in Salt Lake, 1967 South, 300 West, and 86 East University Parkway right there in Orem. And Tom, you're uh, you're taking care of our listeners still, and of course, uh, great deals as always, and uh, even uh, going to some extra effort to make sure they're comfortable. We are, uh, Jake Gordon. You have an incredible following because uh, most people love you guys. And what happened um, with you guys being off the air last year, I had so many customers say, are these guys okay? Are these guys okay? And I had a customer just come in and say, man, it's so good to hear them back on the radio. And I said, I was hoping they'd be here. But under this... uh, current situation that our world is in and that we are living in, it only makes sense that you be really careful because nothing's more precious than your health. So we're trying to be overly cautious, overly sensitive, and overly helpful to everybody's needs. And so I told this gentleman, well, one of them is in the studio, one of them is home, and I'm here, so we don't have any spread. And they said, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about that. That's a good idea. Well, we want to do the same thing for our customers. We're going to do a white glove service where we will deliver it. We'll, we'll put gloves on our delivery men. We'll put masks on our delivery men. So you can be assured we're going to do everything that we can to be safe and take care of your needs. We also know that um, if you're sleeping on an old mattress, especially if it's seven years old, eight years old or older, that it's probably uh, 
not the best situation for comfort, number one, but it's also become uh, a haven for dust mites, a haven for bacteria. Let's help you get rid of that. And one of the things we're going to do is we will help you with financing. We've got 100 days, same as cash, and if your credit's dinged up, it doesn't matter. You come in, if you have a job and a checking account, I'll get you approved, 100 days, same as cash. Then, if you uh, have decent credit, I'll get you one year, same as cash, so you can buy that new adjustable bed and be more comfortable and more healthy. Productivity and sleep go hand in hand. So if you're, if you're not sleeping well, part of it could be your mattress. I, I, my son Clayton, you guys, loves to say, your mattress probably sucks. <laughs> if you have one of those mattresses that sucks, we would love to help you get in a new mattress. I've got two customers waiting for me right now, Jake. All They're right. buying two mattresses, uh, the $99 Twins and a bunk bed, and they heard it on the zone. Awesome. So we really appreciate our listeners helping a local Utah business survive under these crazy times. Well, anyway, come and see us. Uh, we want your business. Tom, you tell those listeners we say hello and uh, thank you very much. We appreciate you, Tom. I will do it. Thanks, Jake. All right. 86 East University Parkway there in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake, the warehouse. Harvey Nga, new running backs coach for the Cougs, joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone we're going to talk to harvey Unga coming up here momentarily want to remind you about our friends at cypress credit union with the lowest fees and quickest keys cypress has the home loan product that is perfect for you visit any cypress branch or uh, visit cypresscu.com for details uh gordon is with us but is not uh, on the headset right now uh, is that the case austin Oh, okay. Gordon is with us. Gordo, you with me? I couldn't hear. I heard Austin talking during the music, but the music was drowning him out. That uh, that might be my favorite Fleetwood Mac song right there. Right. We know what yours is. Austin and I were talking about this earlier what? in the show. Austin? We played it earlier in the show as a rejoin. Which one? The USC know. band. Tusk. Oh, Tusk. Tusk. Yeah, I do like that song. Well, I actually. know. It's not my favorite, though. What would be my favorite? My favorite would probably be Dreams. Okay. Fleetwood Mac, pretty good. I thought that would be a pretty good choice for today. Don't, when do you say most folks like Fleetwood Mac? Well, I'll tell you, uh, young guys growing up in the uh, 70s like Stevie Nicks, I think. Why does it always come back to that with you? It was, it was, I don't, it doesn't always can we just enjoy their music? I guess we can. <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. What? They, they enjoyed her singing capabilities. That's not what you were talking about. Of course it was. That's not what do you what think you, I was talking well, about? I, it, exactly what you were talking about. Not at all. Though, you know, the lace and all that stuff is, was a little... Uh, 
You know, yeah, know. right. I can yeah. picture the smile on your face right now because you get the same smile on your face every time you do this. <laughs> well, Chester crops up every once in a while. Yeah. All right, let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. He is the new running backs coach for BYU. He, he's Harvey Unga with us here on the Big Show. Harvey, thank you very much for a few minutes. Congratulations. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I, I'm doing good. That was a, a good pronunciation of the last name, too, by the way. I like that. You know what? I I uh, interviewed you on the radio when you were a player, and you really uh, pronounced it for us at the time, and I, I think I've been practicing every, ever since. So I wait, 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 Jake. Say it again. Harvey, Harvey Nga? How was that? Harvey, is that exactly yeah. correct? Right. I, I mean, Hey, it's I'm, I've heard a ton of crazy different ways to pronounce it, but that's actually really, really, really good. So all right, all right, I'm, I'm taking it. Cool. Well, hey, I'm uh, it. it's it's got to be uh, a little conflicting, right? We're we're going through this pandemic and earthquake yesterday yeah. and all this scary yeah. stuff, and then you we get this great news about you today. It's it's got to kind of be surreal, <laughs> I would guess, right? For sure, that's that's a perfect way to put it. It's I mean, with with all that's happening and and the, just the chaos and stuff, it's it's, uh, it's it's different. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it was definitely not how I pictured the uh, <laughs> first day on the gig to to be like. But I I'm just ecstatic for this and and the opportunity. So I don't even care. I'm like. <laughs> I'm just I'm on cloud nine right now, so it's it's been fun. I I, I love it. So Harvey uh, talked with you earlier today during uh, an interview session that uh, a number of us were involved in, and you talked yeah. about your passion for coaching. Will you describe? Give us a little detail on that. How did that develop? Is it did it develop as a player, and then you wanted to prolong that because you knew you couldn't play forever? Or how did you fall in love with football the way you did? Um, so that's really, really good question. And, and I, I, I honestly would attribute a lot of it to, um, it's, it's crazy, but like my, my, like middle school coaches, high school coaches, and then, um, my, my coaches here have just, really impacted my life and, and looking back and, and just reflecting on all the years of playing not just football but like every other sport basketball baseball um, doing track like it just I, I realized you know how how much of an impact every one of those coaches had on on me like not just in general, like it was sports, but just as a, as a person. And it was, it was just something that I like, I thought of it. it it's something that I just, I, I gravitate to. And I, I love that. And then, like I said, I think it started really like all the way back from my middle school coaches, um, with, with coach Jebson and, um, coach Hamlin, like there, there's so many of them. They just definitely changed my life for the better and, and helped me learn so many different life lessons um, as well as, you know, taught me, you know, how to be a, a team player and, and how to just work hard and, and 
you know, instilled a lot of good qualities in me personally. And then from there, just, I, yeah, I don't, I mean, when I first got into to BYU, I, I, Coach Reynolds and um, Coach Mendenhall, actually, I had a, my first um, exit interview with them, and Coach Reynolds was, like, trying to get a feel, like, hey, Harv, what do you want to do, like, after, you know, college and football, and it, it dawned on me then, like, I told him, I was like, I, I want to coach, like, I, I want to do what you're doing. I love I love what you're doing. I love, you know, the the impact that you have on, on, you know, the lives of all these guys, and it's something that I think is it's fulfilling, it's, it's rewarding, it's something that, you know, something I just, I, I love. And even with Coach Mendenhall, he asked me the same thing too my freshman year and just told him the same. And he gave me the rundown and he he was pretty blunt about it and was like, hey man, it's it's tough. Like college coaching isn't for everybody and, you know, it's going to be hard and the, the hours are pretty gruesome. But, you know, there's obviously, like I said, the other side of it where the the rewards and, you know, seeing the success in the kids and stuff. So that's really how it all started. And then from then on, I kind of just, I figured, like you said, football is going to end soon. And I kind of just fell back into this and, and knew this is, you know, this is where my first love was and where, where I'm at now. And, and I'm just grateful for it. So that's really it. Harvey Unga is here with us, a new BYU running backs coach on the Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Tell us about this group of running backs, Harvey, and your hopes for them. Can it be a strength of the team? Yeah, definitely. I, I love these guys. Amazing group of kids. I, I just they, – there's so many um, – there's so many different dynamics of, of the room, and, and um, it, it's pretty cool because they uh, – just to see the growth that they've they've had over the last few years, like me being a GA, it's it's been awesome. Like to to see the growth and 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 still see the like the potential. It's it's been way fun to to really develop you know their, their skills and their talents. Um, and then obviously like like I said, try to help them with you know whatever desires and careers and, and, you know, things that they're passionate about to help them in that. But as far as they, the, the running backs go, they, it's a, we, we got a solid group. I'm excited for them. We got a, a bunch of really tough, like tough, selfless guys that, you know, they, they, they just want to win. They're hungry. They'll do whatever it takes. And it, it's been cool to see like how much they just, they soak everything in. Like they're, they're just a sponge and, it's it's been a blessing and, and humbling for me to to come in and, and for them to just really take in everything that I say and really apply it and, and use it and then um, just to see that is I mean it's awesome I, I love these guys and I'm, I'm excited for each and every one of them especially you know the the older guys all the way down to the you know the young and, and up and coming guys it's. I feel like I'm, and I'm biased, but I got a special group, and I love you, dude. So, Harvey, you know this from past experience, and for you've been down there for a while now. But it seems like the the uh, to, to be the most effective back at BYU that you can. A lot of things are asked of you. Got to run the football, obviously. You got to pass protect. Mm-hmm. You got to 
be able to catch the ball. Do you have a guy down there that you have in mind that will be a primary guy who can do all of those things? Or is there is there one of the guys in your minds that you have studied and think, okay, I might not say this maybe, but that guy's got it. Yeah, no, that's it's that's a good question. Um, right now, honestly, it's it's been really, really fun and, and a breath of fresh air because at first I was kind of skeptical um, just to, to see how much these guys would push themselves as far as um, what they feel they're good at and what they're not good at. And, and um, I've, I've challenged them all, um, like you said, to, to be that that all around back because as you mentioned like in the past that that's brought a ton of success to to BYU and, and, and our program when we had backs that could do all of that and it's surprisingly like it's been it's been really fun to see them all step up and challenge each other and just in the little time that we have with spring ball I it's it's pretty tough but like right now I I could see you know, Lopini Katoa being that guy, like he's he's an all-around kid. Um, Tyler Algier has been a, a pleasant surprise. Where his he's just he's a lot more versatile than than people would think. Um, he's fast, strong, but he still can run routes. He has awesome hands, and he's he's a good pass blocker. So, I mean, those guys, Jackson McChesney, I think is another great great asset and, and great player and. and um, I've noticed that the more he's been able to just take more reps and everything, he gets better with every rep that he takes. And, and really, he he takes it, you know, to the next level every time he's in there. And, and um, it's been fun to see him really perfect his craft because he, he's one of those, I think, dark horses that um, we, we saw some glimpses of it, but I don't think he's, he realizes like he's not even close to his potential and he's he's still a phenomenal running back so those three guys are awesome and um you know we've got some other young talent coming in and then to add Devontae to the mix it'll it'll be fun like it's just I'm I'm excited for all of them but yeah it's 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 kind of tough right now to be honest I, I I've just been pleased to see all of them really step it up and and take their game to that next level where they can become that all-around back. Well, Coach, thank you very, very much for a few minutes. Congratulations on the gig, and uh, stay healthy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Coach. Harvey Unga with us here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, you know, he was an easy guy to cheer for when he was a player. Gordon, he's got kind of that, you know, really upbeat type personality. He was one heck of a running back, and I I would guess he's going to turn into one heck of a coach. Now you're, now you're just showing off with the Unga thing. Unga. Yeah, I mean, yeah he was just, impressed by that, huh? You, you kept saying it over and over. I've got to reset the interview, Gordon. It's not every day Jake gets a name right. Correct. So. Yes, thank you, Austin. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so what's the key to saying it right? It's like everybody wants to say like Unga, Unga, and it's like it's soft. Harvey Unga. Unga. Yeah. Not Unga. No. Unga. 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 So you got yeah. like a double O thing going there. Yeah, kind of. Unga. Anyway, uh, it, seriously, yeah, that stems okay. back to when he came on with us as a player. We we had you know we said, all right, Harvey, give us the real way to pronounce your name, and he did, and and we practiced it a bunch. 
Because he was, I mean, he was a daily topic on the shows back then. You remember, Gordon. I mean, he was, he was so good. good back, yeah. And those BYU teams then were so good. Uh, we we mentioned that name a lot. I, I, I'm trying to get it right still to this day. You know, in listening to him talk, it'll be it, it, it'll be fascinating to see what he the effect he has on us because obviously he's been down there as a grad assistant and whatnot. But he, you know, he he seems like he connects with the players, and uh, he's not uh, like an old school coach. He's a guy who would be in the room with him and sort of uh, uh, inspiring them through friendship. Although now that he is the uh, the primary running backs coach, uh, he might he might have a little bit of a harder edge, a little louder voice than what he's done in the past. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, and, and I think the best coaches find a way to motivate each player, and each player is different, and so they have to go about it a different way. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I think that is a fairly talented group. And like I said, you, you add in uh, Devontae down there, and that's that'll be interesting. To watch. That'll be key. Let's hope they're playing football come fall. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, joining us now, of course, he's our good friend Tom from the Warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake, or the Orem location, 86 East University Parkway. And as we heard from you on the last spot, Tom, you're still helping out our listeners, still helping folks get what they need. We're doing our very best uh, to to service the customers of uh, Utah with Utah's lowest prices on furniture, mattresses, furniture. Um, and we're doing it, we, we hopefully, in a very respectful way under a, a currently challenging time. And we talked a little bit earlier about, you know, the kids are home and mom and dad might be working remotely from home and spending lots of time with the kids. And they might figure out that, oh, my gosh, we need some we need some new chairs to play games on. I've got these dining chairs normally $149 for $49 each. I've got them either padded or non-padded. I've got bar stools regular 159 for $59 each, a couple to choose from as well. We've got uh, a few of those double reclining sofas that have the consoles for $399. Whatever you need, if it be a mattress, uh we're going to do uh our very best deals ever because the challenges are pretty incredible right now. We want your business. Uh, so if you are in need of, of a new mattress and a new sofa, let's call it a new bedroom set, whatever it may be, a new dining room set, or just uh, a recliner or a chair, or let's say you just need new bedding because you're nervous about uh, your old bedding being worn out. Come and see us. We're going to take care of you. Tom, you are the best. Thank you very, very much for helping out our listeners. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Tom from the Warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West, or 86 East University Parkway, right there in Orem. More big show coming up next. Don't forget, Movie Zone at the top of the 7 o'clock hour as well, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Ken Pomeroy joins us right now. We took a national vote, and everyone has agreed. You are the only one that is qualified to dub a national champ. Who is it? <laughs> 
Well, reluctantly, I would say, you know, Kansas was clearly the best team by just about everybody's metrics. Certainly my system has them clearly as the best team. And I don't think you can find a system that doesn't have Kansas as number one. They would be it. But, you know, that just seems so unsatisfying because I, I did run the numbers on their chances of actually winning the tournament. And obviously they had the biggest chances, but it was only 20%. So you're missing here wow. these three weeks. Is that crazy stuff is going to happen. And this was such a wide open year. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you all for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. And, uh, Gordon, pretty crazy that tomorrow is Friday. Yes, uh, these days, you know, I'm actually eager to have some of these days sort of go by. Uh, That's not my typical stance, but uh, I'm eager for solutions so that uh, we can uh, conquer this these challenges that face uh, our country and our communities and uh, move this thing forward, man. Get uh, get things as normalized as possible. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, um, you know, Scotty, I've heard Scotty say this a couple of times, but there's that uh, I've never seen it, but uh, a terrible Adam Sandler movie uh, called Click. Uh, Austin, have you seen that movie? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, it's bad. And he can just click a remote and skip. <laughs> like skip periods of time, right? I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could just, you know, click past this? Yes, period. Kate Beckinsale's in that movie. Is though, she? That, that's fine. So. Boy, she should have fired her agent after that. Uh, no, she was fine in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen these, have you, these people who are out there and they're trying to find someone to quarantine with? No. Oh, well, there are people out there who are looking for people to quarantine with, if, in case you didn't know that. And uh, I just wondered, the way you were talking about Kate Beckinsale, I thought that if you guys were single still, you might pick somebody like her. Wow, this conversation took an interesting turn. Who would you quarantine with, Gordon? Uh, my wife. Okay. I love it how you bring up these topics and then you go with the safe answer when we turn it around. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, well, well, okay. Well, my wife, obviously. That is my answer. <laughs> okay. All right. But, but, Who would but she quarantine with, though, is the real question. Roger Federer is the answer. <laughs> Roger Federer is the answer to that question. Oh, hurt me with that. Come on. Uh, although you might be right. I'm not sure. I, no, she would pick me. I doubt it. Uh, maybe not. Uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, if you were single, though, if you could uh, pick someone to spend, say, oh, uh, six weeks, eight weeks with, who would you? Who would you select? Austin? Well, well, obviously my wife. Uh, even though we uh, weren't I mean, married, other, I'd still pick single. her. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, she's not an option. She's well, not even. In I'll the answer picture. after you answer, Gordon. Hey, who would I you pick, you for- Gordon? We asked you. Probably I would pick somebody who I could learn a lot from. You know, some university uh-huh. professor yeah. or something. You know? so which professor did you and, have a crush on? Yeah, and why did, Why would that have to do with marital status? <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. I was trying to dodge the whole thing. You know who I, I'd yeah. pick? Angela Lansbury. She's got a lovely singing voice. Angela Lansbury? You mean Mrs. Potts? I was just trying to think of the most non, like... When Julie Andrews is still there? really oh man yeah yeah julie andrews she could entertain 
What do you mean? With her voice? Yes. Talent. She can dance. I, this this last segment. Do you know she a, was pregnant the whole run of Sound of Music? No, that's amazing. Are you kidding me? No, look it up. It's, it's crazy. Hmm. Well, this wow. is one heck of a way to wrap up a show. And that's how she uh, she was worried about uh, getting the Mary Poppins gig because she was pregnant when she auditioned. Hmm. Well, speaking you know, of she, movies, she got the she got the uh, the Oscar I think for Mary Poppins when a lot of people thought she should have gotten the Oscar for Sound of Music. Speaking of movies, the movie zone is next. Even though theaters closed, Austin, uh, you and Adrian still going to do a little movie zoning? Still got a lot of uh, news uh, to talk about. Uh, we will visit an oldie but goodie, maybe the best thing I've ever uh, 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 compiled audio-wise in the history of my 12-year career. Ever. You'll hear it on the yeah. movie zone next. Wow. Hey, I watched an old movie last night, guys, that I really like. I want to find out if Austin liked it since he is the critic around here. Secondhand Lions. Love that movie. Love, love, continue loves. I have not seen that, but that's Bob oh, Duvall. Oh, it's your movie, Yeah, Jake. it's Robert Duvall and... Um, Michael Caine. And Michael Caine, And yeah. Haley Joel Osment. Uh, yeah, I, I know that did, movie, he, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, he did a terrific job, but those two guys, Duvall and Caine, are two of my favorite actors. Man, those guys knocked it out of the park. And I don't know whether that was critically acclaimed or not, but I just thought that was such a strong message in that movie, a really solid, solid message for everyone. About the dangers and, you know, of sleepwalking. Yes, We all, <laughs> we all need uh, his uh, Duvall's uh, speech about uh, how a boy becomes a man, right? Indeed. We won't talk about that next, but I'm glad we talked about it here. Somehow Robert Duvall is in like half of my favorite movies. Well, he's such a good actor. Did you ever see the movie Tender Mercies? No. Uh, I mean, very underrated. Uh, actually, I think it did win an Oscar or something, but I think it back in the 80s, early 80s or something. Anyway, we're all looking for things to stay entertained with as we uh, fight through these times. So anyway. All right, Gordon. Well, you enjoy your evening and I'll uh, catch up with you tomorrow, my friend. I'll pick another movie tonight, and I'll let you know how it goes. All right, buddy. The Movie Zone coming up next. Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.